0: Hey friends and welcome to the very first episode of Simple Syrup, a podcast by Junction Coffee filled with stories, thoughts, and musings intended to sweeten your day. We are so excited that you're listening with us and since it's our very first episode, I want to lay some groundwork and tell you what you can expect. First, this podcast is going to be periodic. Our goal is one episode every two to three weeks because, well, I'm busy. If you follow us on the socials, you know that in addition to running a small business that has multiple locations, I also have a couple littles at home and a lovely wife who I love and like very much. So we're not going to overdo it, just every two to three weeks. Second, you're busy, so these episodes are going to be short. I don't want to bogart your ear time, so each episode will be about 15 minutes long, give or take, perfect for a commute or doing the dishes after the kids go down. So you don't have to worry about overcommitting or undercommitting or any sort of commitment phobias thereabouts. Also, I feel it only fair to disclose that I am not a journalist, scientist, archaeologist, meteorologist, paleobotanist, or any other sort of is that you can think of. I am, however, an extrovert, enthusiast of many things, lover of knowledge, type 7 Enneagram if you know what that is, and a former vocational pastor. So the things that I am will be what informs this podcast. All I ask is that you would be gracious towards the things I am not. Finally, if you like what you hear, share it with everybody you think would enjoy it, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. So let's get started! Where all things start... sperm whales. I first got turned on to these incredible dudes via another podcast you may have heard called Lab. They did a miniseries called G on how we measure intelligence that included a live show where guest hosts competed by presenting which animal they thought was the smartest. It's a super fascinating and really fun episode and I would encourage you to give it a listen if you have a chance. But that piqued curiosity led to a really weird internet rabbit hole and eventually me guest speaking on the subject at Odyssey Leadership Academy and basically all around just advocating for these magnificent creatures. In fact, If you've spoken to me at all in the past six months about any animals whatsoever, you probably would have gotten an earful as to just how awesome I think these guys are. So what, you may be asking, is the big deal with sperm whales? Well, other than the fact that they're the largest creatures with teeth currently living on the planet, and dive over half a mile underwater, hold their breath for up to 90 minutes, and fight giant squid, these guys are auditory marvels. Like other whales and dolphins, they use echolocation, which is a sonar-like system where the animal makes a sound, it bounces off an object and returns to the animal, and it knows roughly the distance, size, and density of whatever's out there. Incredible in and of itself. But the sounds that sperm whales make can reach up to 200 decibels. That's like standing just one yard away from a Saturn V rocket. These sonic blasts are so powerful that they're believed to stun and even kill other creatures in the water. In fact, evidence suggests that sperm whales do battle, and might even possibly hunt, the nefarious giant squid, and that this blast is one of the weapons in their arsenal against it. Their echolocation is so powerful, in fact, that studies suggest they can clearly identify a single, regular-sized squid up to one mile away, and large schools of fish even further than that. And if that wasn't enough, these guys can direct their sound either in a large sweeping motion or a very narrow sonic beam or anything in between. Now, imagine the totality of this sonic power. Its distance, its breadth, its force, its accuracy is also used to communicate emotion. And here is the pinnacle of my enthusiasm for these guys. In their brains are neurons called spindle cells. Now for a long time it was thought that only humans, primates, and elephants had them. But as it turns out, most all whales and dolphins possess these same neurons. There's a few exceptions of course, but why is this important? Because spindle cells are the center of emotional connectivity between creatures. They are responsible for the rapid and complex interpretation of social cues and emotional communication. They are the empathy cell. And sperm whales have the most. Not only that, but the receiver part of their echolocation system is embedded in their jawbone. Which means, not only do sperm whales have the ability to feel complex emotions, such as grief, despair, or joy, or fun, and they have the ability to communicate it across vast distances, and they have the ability to receive these communications from other whales, but they can literally feel it in their bones. And what's more, Some scientists suspect that since their sounds can be directed across large spaces, that these communications can be interpreted as a group. This is through a process called passive listening. It's where one whale sends out a communication and the whole group receives it. It's almost like a group chat on steroids, but for emotions. This emotional sixth sense, if you will, that sperm whales have is thought to explain why a pod of sperm whales was seen taking care of a deformed dolphin, or why mothers would adopt the young of another species, or why large pods have been known to beach themselves as a group, because they feel what each other feel, and they feel it as a collective whole. When one is in distress, they all feel it. When one is sick, the sound reverberates through the group. We are sick. So let's do a thought experiment for a second. Imagine that you're at the grocery store. You just got all of your groceries, you're getting ready to check out, you're looking forward to going home, when all of a sudden, every thought that you have is completely interrupted by an overwhelming sense of grief that shakes your core. And it isn't this wandering, ambiguous feeling. You know exactly where it came from. And you rush to the farthest corner of the store because you can pinpoint its source. And you stand beside and put your arm around a stranger who just got word that their favorite uncle who basically raised them died. And you stand there and you cry with them because you know exactly how they're feeling. And then others surround the two of you and begin to cry with you as well. And before you know it, the entire store is standing in a huddle in the corner, weeping for the loss of this stranger's loved one. Not because they feel sorry for them, but because they share the same emotion, and they understand that pain. And maybe this is why I like sperm whales so much. Because in them I see a reflection of humanity, or at least the potential for what humanity could become. Because in a small way, we already do this. When a loved one grieves, we grieve. When a friend celebrates, we celebrate. We have collective communal emotions and we have deep empathy. It just doesn't seem to carry very far or show its face very publicly. And maybe it's because we're too wrapped up in our own lives, or because our parents screwed us up, or maybe we just don't have enough spindle cells, but that potential is there. And especially over the past few months, I have seen that potential being met. I mean, for the first time in probably the entire history of existence, the entire planet has stopped to protect those most vulnerable. We have grieved with everyone around us who's grieving. We have feared together as a group. We have cried. We have mourned. We have wept. We have yelled in frustration collectively in one unanimous voice together as a planet. And collectively, we are overcoming all of it. And don't get me wrong. COVID has taken a lot from a lot of people, from everybody Everyone here has lost something because of this. But maybe it's given us something too. Maybe it's given us the ability to see from a global perspective. Maybe it's taught us how to be better neighbors. Maybe it's given us practice in caring for the stranger. And at the very least, maybe it's quieted our lives enough that we have relearned what it means to hear with our hearts and to see ourselves in other people. And as we begin to reacclimate to society as quote unquote normal, I hope we don't lose that. Sure, there are a lot of jerks in the world. And yeah, people have acted like jerks during this time too. but maybe even the jerks we can see through this lens of hurt and fear and maybe we'll even understand our enemies better and maybe through this whole thing we might begin to resemble sperm whales and in doing so become better humans so friends May your spindle cells be fully engaged and your days ever more sweet. Thanks for listening.